Good morning, Tampa Bay. This is Fire and Ice, and I am here today to bring you a special guest. We're going to talk about business, and we're going to talk about how we can increase business and some of the good and new skills out there to use to improve your business. And we have an expert here today by the name of Drew Ware. His company is CEO Experience, and he's on fire. And he's here to help all the business people or people who are thinking about becoming business executives and being the boss and how you get in that position, some of the things you might need to know about credit, some of the things you might need to know about networking, some of the things you might need to know about who can help you grow your business. So without further ado, I am going to let Mr. Ware tell you more about his extraordinary business, CEO Experience. Tell us about the CEO experience and what it's supposed to be doing. So the CEO experience is a platform. And what it does is it gives the business owners that attend something that's most essential. You don't know what you don't know. You're in this bubble, you know, every day, Monday through Friday, or perhaps every single day doing what you do. And what happens is if you're not getting the proper coaching, you don't know what you don't know, you find yourself not quite evolving to where you'd like to be. So I decided to have this platform that could bring a lot of resources that could give pertinent information that could change one's brand from the beginning to evolving and learning how to collaborate with other business owners. So that's great, but for people who are just getting into business and for people who want to build their business or network, what does that really mean? How do you tell us a little bit about your genesis? How did you get started in that? And then tell us how all of this connects to the business community. Excellent question. You're so brilliant. So I remember attending a few events I walk in, I'm smelling good, looking good. And I was so excited just to attend a networking event. And someone walked up to me and said, so who invited you? Now, that may have perhaps been okay for them to say, but they didn't look like me. So I felt some sort of way. I decided that I would create a platform that when you walked into the CEO experience, no one would ever ask who invited you. You would know that's where you're supposed to be. That's um, excellent. I mean, you create the world you want to live in, right? Absolutely. And, and, and feel comfortable right. who you are within your own skin and right. based upon your own talents. Right. And one of the big conversations we have in the black community is um, where are the black businesses? And is there a, a chain of network? Um, how do I get involved in that chain? And how could that black business network help me to take my black business to the next level. And are all of those black businesses connected to CEO experience? That's what we want to know. How do we go to one place under one umbrella and we tap into those resources? Love the question. On September 22nd, we're actually going to see how it really happens. September 22nd, we're going to be at the USF campus on East Fala. We're going to be in the technology building. And the cool thing about this is we're bringing 
a plethora of resources and other entities that can help every small business owner, such as we got the Black Business Investment Corp. So if you need a loan, any type of a a micro loan to to help stabilize your business to kind of grow, you'll be able to get that loan from the Tampa Bay Black Business Investment Corp. We also have J.P. Morgan Chase. You perhaps need a, we get into that, that whole segment of private banking. J.P. Morgan Chase will be there talking about how important it is to have a private banker. We also have Suncoast Credit Union, mm-hmm. which, is, which is the number one credit union in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be there talking about microloans, mm-hmm. how one could have from 50000 up to $125,000 line of credit to really grow their business. We'll also have the county and also the Small Business Development Center. That's um, extraordinary to find those types of organizations, um, private and public, and corporations under one umbrella. So I guess for people who are in business, looking for money, or thinking about going into business, would go to one of these events. Now, what do you have to bring with you if they're going to be on the spot, and what do you need to be able to um, show them Um, connect with them so that that relationship continue to grow? Excellent question. The only thing that I want you to bring is I want you to bring an open mind because that evening, it's about you. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to tell you and reaffirm that it's okay where you are. And that evening, you perhaps could find someone that could help change your entire trajectory how you do business. So, um... I've been to one of your events, and I would say it is one of the best I've ever been to. Um, I think the— You're um, so kind. You're so kind. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, I think the um, star cast, the guest that you had speaking to us, um, was um, extraordinary in terms of putting those positive vibes out in the air to let you know that you're in the right place and that you, too, can have your dreams through your own— entrepreneurship through your own um, hard work of building something for yourself. Now, what I will say is that what I would like to walk into a room and find, okay, someone in there can help me with my special needs to grow my business. Um, And we know that money is the number one thing. um, And we also know that we get the least amount of money to start our business. I think um, one of the things about black entrepreneurs, we have to have tough skin. We have to, we hear a lot of no's and we know it only take one yes. So what would you tell that um, those people that will find themselves in your at your event, what would you tell them, the ones who have met a lot of no's? What would you tell them? It's interesting you ask that. The cool thing about it is you have to be around like-minded. That's the only way one can be inspired. That's the only way one can keep that hope, right? What happens is energy is never lost. It's transferred. And when you're around that positive energy, what it does is it causes you to be positive. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? that thing becomes contagious. And the cool thing about it is our keynote speaker on September 22nd is none other than Miles Alexander III. 
He is, of course, a commercial real estate developer. Here is what's a fact. Less than 5% in the commercial industry is people of color. He's covering Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, and also Dallas. So we want to we want to perhaps hear from him what his struggles was like because he's on top. He's in the number one industry in the world. 85% of wealth is connected to real estate. And to see that less than 5% of, of color, that's developers, I'm eager to, to hear his, his story because by him conveying his story, we can see our story. Because at the end of the day, the, the, the lack thereof that's in the industry is access and capital. Yes, yes. Um, that's well said. Um, the, the industry that is responsible for so many people wealth in America, um, we are underrepresented. Exactly. Severely. Yes. And we're underrepresented in getting capital to engage in that process. And that's why... Uh, through business ownership, I, I, I would assume the harder you work to attain that, the larger your community can benefit from it. And so one of the things that I like to clarify is that entrepreneurship also tags along with business ownership, but they are not the same. They're almost the same because entrepreneurship says, I take a risk to grow my business so I can bring on employees. And then you have the sole proprietor who um, just in that space, creating their own wealth, trying to improve their community, trying to change the landscape of our black community. So when we look at the climate of society in terms of where do we go from here, how do we uh, course correct and start focusing on building our black communities in, in the sense of bringing money back to our black communities, um, spending more money in our black communities, um, owning more land, um, home ownership. What do you say is key in your perspective to doing that? Seeing is believing. When you come to a CEO experience and you're talking with... CEOs that are perhaps worth $200, $300 million. And they're talking to you. You're a CEO. And there's no secrets that evening. You know, they're actually talking to you. There's a saying. The only way that one can see oneself is through others, right? So by coming to the CEO experience and you see someone that put their pants on the same way you put, you put yours on, and you noticing that there are, they are extremely successful. And you're saying, man, my ideas are okay. Why is it that my business isn't where it should be? So what it does is it causes you to get out of that, that comfort level and to perhaps fit, starting to say, what is it that I can do better? Right. Because at the end of the day, when you see a certain standard, it causes you to do your own inventory perhaps and say, Hey, how can I get better? 
Right. That's beautiful because it starts with a dream, right? It does. And then you start, right, you start to see people and you start to emulate, hey, I, I, can, I can do this. I can see this for myself or I can see this for my community. Um, we tend to have less money in our community on the surface, I would say, because um, as we talk about entrepreneurship, um, if you go back historically, black people used to be better at that than most, especially um, before uh, the 19, I mean, the 1950s and 60s. And let me let me rephrase that. If you look at the 1980s and back, you'll find out that black people had more um, ownerships of their community. They're very progressive, absolutely. Yes, yes. And so what do you think and why do you think that was on the decline and continue to decline? Because we have never restored ourselves back to the past. What do you think is the sole reason for that? I, I think we just don't spend enough time around success. We, we, we see within our own bubble our failures, not realizing that there are so many other worlds that's out there. So by coming to that CEO experience, you can see these CEOs that will say, hey, I failed a thousand times, but I kept getting up because I knew that if I didn't do it, it wasn't going to happen within the universe. And what it does is it causes you to simply say, hey, Maybe I need to be a little bit more selective and be a lot more intentional within the, the course of a day. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are what you say. Right. And uh, feel. Right. So that's a very good um, point. I, I like to talk about two different businesses, um, kinds of businesses in terms of where the money comes from. Um. I had a, a real deep conversation with another professional friend of mine, and, and, and we, we talked about uh, nonprofits because black people tend to have a lot of nonprofits too, and, and we found out that they fail as well, you know, because of funding. And then we talk about the um, profit business, a regular modeled structured business, and they fail because of capital as well. Correct. So on both sides, whether it's um, nonprofit or for-profit, we tend to have a high rate of failure. And we also talked about failure doesn't mean to give up. It means you learned a lesson in that process, and now you you can incorporate whatever the, the part that you need to co in, incorporate and keep moving. So... But what we came up with, what benefits both of those business more so than anything is fundraising because you can, you can fundraise. And a good example would be a, a Tariq Rashid that um, just last year they wanted to have an African-American African museum in L.A. Um, he put that out in the universe and in one month, he raised like $4 million. And it was all sponsored through uh, fundraising. And now they 
needless to say, they have a beautiful museum there and they have events in this in the evening so that the museum could be free in the day for people who wants to come through. So they, they have a continuous fundraiser. So that's a business model. And I was fascinated with that because um, of the Jackson house here that seems not to be um, structurally sound in terms of, you know, executing or implementing the plan to get it built. So with the CEO experience, would you say that business and nonprofit should be coming to your event and looking at all kinds of ways that you can raise funding to take your business forward? Excellent question. The premise of the CEO experience really started out for business, for profit mm-hmm. businesses. Mm-hmm. The nonprofit sector still plays a part. Mm-hmm. Let me underscore this. Without the nonprofits doing what they do, a lot of capital that's being raised would not even be there. Because a lot of times what makes it very attractive to the nonprofits is it's a tax write-off for those entities, right? They get an opportunity to kind of say, hey, you know, I gave X amount of dollars and kind of get credit for that. So the CEO experience and from the premise of the platform, I just want to share this. If you took up one penny for 30 days and you doubled that penny for 30 days, that penny, right? Do you know that would come out to $5.3 million? The problem with the system is it's called taxes that we all have to pay. Okay. And because of the, 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 the taxes on different brackets causes us not to earn as much as perhaps potentially we would make. So the super rich have found a way to pay less taxes. We got to figure that out. We'll we'll actually have a company that can show you how to transition from your personal credit to the business credit side. That's Jay Galt is one of the sponsors that will actually be one of the sponsors at the CEO experience. Well, that's that's beautiful. That's how you you um, actually amalgamate the whole process and integrate the system that as a profit and a nonprofit, you still can work together. Absolutely. And, yeah. And and we all know that taxes tend to um, stop a lot of us from going forward or at least giving us enough um, leverage to build other businesses. And that's why when we think about the sole proprietor, we wonder how much of the monies that they're losing to taxes in a system that kind of um, penalized them for not being super rich. Very well said. (laughs) Yeah, so so I'm, I'm excited about the CEO experience. Can you give us the date again and what you hope that will come out of that? Um, Give us the date. Absolutely. On September 22nd, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're going to make it do what it do. We have a lot of resources. It will be a lot of information that will be shared for business owners mm-hmm. that they can not only just exist, but listen to this. For all you listeners out there, what about making a profit? And being able to perhaps hire more than you've ever hired, being able to advertise your brand, being able to actually go home and say, you know what, I can can actually get paid this time instead of paying everyone else. So the CEO experience is 
really designed to give every business owner that, that attends some pertinent information that can change how they do business and also teaching them that we all must collaborate. It's all about how one collaborates, but most importantly, it's this thing that's called celebrating one another. I don't think we do it enough. So on September 22nd, over at the USF campus on East Fala, Mm -hmm. whoever comes, we're going to celebrate you. It's going to be your night. We're going to fill your cup up and simply say, keep serving, keep doing what it is that you're doing. So um, since we're midway past um, in the uh, presentation or the conversation, do you have a website people can go to? Um, Do you... um, have a Facebook or so on and so forth that they can go to and review some of the past events you have had? And if so, give that information out. Thank you. So right now we are working on a digital website that's going to be state-of-the-art. It's going to be global. Mm -hmm. Eventually the CEO experience will be going on the road. So right now it's under construction. Mm -hmm. But if you actually would like for me to send over to you a snippet of what the CEO experience is about, a video of what it is that we do, you can actually email me. You can email me at aware, that's A-W-A-R-E, 9351 at gmail.com. That's aware, that's A-W-A-R-E, 9351 at gmail.com. And we will get those videos out to you so you can perhaps see what it is that we do from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Right, and, and that's beautiful. So um, with any event, it needs a follow-up. Do you have any success stories of individuals coming to your event? And if you do, do you mind sharing at least one or two of them, please? I think that's a brilliant question. Thanks, Sabbath, for that. There's a gentleman by the name of Ra- Raul, and the other gentleman is, his name is Leo. Ryu called me and he said, hey, I'm considering on if I should stay here in Tampa or move my business to Atlanta. They're in the, the, they both are in the construction arena. They met each other at the CEO experience, Ryu and Leo. They, they're going to do a quarter of a million dollars together. Let me recapitulate that and say that again. They met each other at the CEO experience they're going to do a quarter of a million dollars together. And let me tell you, every single time I talk with him, it's like, look, I will tell the world mm-hmm. that the CEO experience made a difference for my brand. Yes, that's, that's beautiful. And that's what we need to hear, that it's actually creating wealth, right? It's actually bringing people together so you can create wealth. And so that platform... Um, when, when you come in there, tell us about the dress wear. Tell us should, how should we come in there. Should we come in there um, business attire? Should we come in there um, beach attire? How should we come in there? And, and, and thank you for that. I really want, you've heard this thing called Sunday's Best. I want you to look your very best because remember, you are the CEO that's representing your own brand, Please, no jeans, no sneakers. I really want you to come and look your very best because when you look your very best, you feel better and you will attract better. And I promise you this. I'll say this. 
if you invest in the CEO experience and if you're not fully satisfied, I'll give you all of your money back. Wow. That's amazing. That's um, right. I think um, from my experience, I've been there. I, I think when you walk in, you start to be satisfied. When you walk in there, you start to feel that positive energy and you you see your future rising when you walk in there. So I think that um, the cost for a ticket, you get it as soon as you walk in the door. Yeah, and the ticket price right now, you know, I had a, well. Yeah, just, so, yeah, so I think um, you'll be able to uh, say that that event was well worth it. Right. Yeah. It's worth the investment. Yes. Let's put the, it out in the universe yeah, and simply say yeah, it's well the investment. Yeah. Return of investment would be well worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. agree with that. So, um, so tell us a little bit more about how you perceive what, what do you think the inks are with people who approaches the banks who need money? What are you hearing some of those stories? Well, I went to XYZ Bank, and, you know, they're right here. I do business with them. They've known me forever. And yet I have in my repertoire two denials for a business loan. Could you, could you tell me what could have happened in that process? Because there's a number of things, right? Because... I, I like to add this because you check all the boxes before you put the application in. You know you met all of these requirements that they have set forth. So when it comes back denied, what do you think causes that? Yeah, I think the the challenge with the system is when you get it back and it said that at this time we we, we certainly can't give you the loan. They don't really say, hey, Saba, why don't you come in? Let's, let's set up a meeting when I can explain what happened. What was the breakdown? You were, you were so close. Let me tell you exactly what was not in alignment that caused you to be denied versus just sending and saying, hey, you were denied at this, at this time. I don't like the system like that. I want the system to be able to tell me your debt to ratio is here. Here's how we can get your debt to ratio and we can make this thing happen. Right. You you gave some really good advice um, in the past about thinking if you want to build your credit, go and get membership at a credit union. Absolutely. Because that is where you build your credit. That's why it's called a credit union. You said it That's exactly brilliant. like Right, that. right, right. <laughs> and it's fascinating that you bring that back. Because the truth of the matter is what's in your wallet should not be Capital One. Mm -hmm. What's in your wallet probably perhaps should not be Wells Fargo. Certainly should not be Bank of America. It's nothing wrong with those entities or those institutions. Just remember, you have other options. And yes. those options right now should be your credit unions. Yeah, a lot of people don't know the difference, though, do they? And, Correct. Um, because credit unions don't spend a lot of money with marketing, um, you don't see them on telly or you don't see a lot of commercials or advertisement. So you tend to find your way to those banking institutions you just mentioned, which does very little for building your credit. And so I think um, education is the key here. Hey, that little um, building over there called the credit union, you might want to see if you can get membership. And one of the things I noticed about credit unions, you 
also has to you have to have reference or referrals sometimes to get membership and i think that's another deterrent that people don't understand that maybe your uncle can get you recommended to the credit union so you can start having because that of, conversation through the affiliation yes. Absol- absolutely yes just remember this i remember someone that that's doing quite well mm-hmm. she said i want my people to be a part of a black bank. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the definition of a black bank? I was kind of confused <laughs> a little bit because the, the, the truth of the matter is, is once you become a member of a credit union, actually you are more apt to get all of the benefits from, from the credit unions than you are the banks. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a black bank, so saying, hey, you just want someone that's perhaps that looks like you that owns it. I want you to consider this. The premise of a credit union is called through membership that they get all the discounts. So a credit union is a nonprofit and the banks are for profit. So therefore, what I'm saying is you should and get perhaps a lower interest rate with your credit unions versus your your banks. That's very good. So which credit union you think offer the best bang for the buck, so to speak? Right now, I certainly would look into Suncoast Credit Union. Okay. They're, they're number one. You have Mid-Florida, which is a community mm-hmm. credit union. Right now, they are very aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're giving you higher limits because they're wanting to make a presence here in the Tampa market because they're from other areas. I would certainly do the research. You All you have to do is ask family members mm-hmm. who they're with when, when we're talking about credit unions. Mm-hmm. And by using them as a reference, you more than likely can become a member of those credit unions that they're already a member of. Okay. So I guess, um, so you're saying Suncoast, and what was the second one? Mid-Florida. Mid-Florida. And, and so um, I think Suncoast is, has been here a very long time. They're the leaders in Florida. They're mm-hmm. the number one mm-hmm. credit union mm-hmm. in Florida. And do they, um, are they interested, is it open membership or has, have to be referral membership? Yeah, the, the, the cool thing about it is Suncoast actually started out, you had to actually be a part of the school. Okay. Mm-hmm. the Hillsborough District School mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now they've actually opened it up for everyone to be a member of the Suncoast Credit Union. Oh, wow. Union. So it's, you can just, you don't need you a can reference. Just go, no, you can just go by and they'll, of course, have to check your credit. Right. To see if you meet at least the, 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 the minimum okay. requirement. They'll mm-hmm. check your, your, your credit and perhaps see where you are. Even if you do a secured credit card with them, which is another interesting way of how, how one bills one's credit. Okay. Just remember, most banks don't have that th- that kind of program. You okay. have to actually go to the credit unions to get okay. secured loans. Okay. And what that means, one of the reasons why you want to have a secured loan is you want it identified and reported to Aquifax TransUnion and Experian. Mm-hmm. So the banks aren't going to report your good standings. So your your score is not going to rise. Right. But if you're part of a credit union, the credit union says, let me underscore this. The credit union says that they'll report it 
whether it's in good standings or perhaps even bad standings. Okay, that's that's which good is a benefit. That's right. a benefit yeah, because that remember, definitely... if you're in good standings, right. and it's not being reported, right, your score is not going to go up. Exactly. But the credit union is saying that they're going to report it to Aquifax Transunion and Experience. So therefore, this is a good thing. That is really good. Um, let's let's talk about earmark money for starting black businesses. You hear. You hear there's set-aside dollars. You hear about earmarked dollars to start black businesses. Um, but when you look at the um, landscape of black businesses, and, and, I, and I have checked with some of the credit unions, you don't see a lot of growth in black businesses. So can you speak to us on the set-aside dollars, and why we don't see the increase of black businesses. Yeah, I mean, right now, we're on the menu. Perhaps within the next six months to a year or two years, we may not be on the menu. Right now, they're saying diversity and inclusion matters. And then others are saying, because of law that, that's been implemented the last month or so, saying that it doesn't matter I think one of the, the important things that we as a people must do, forget about others doing for us, we have to work together. And if there, if there isn't enough dollars, then you got to call your senators, your Congress, your commissioners, city council. You got to reach out to the mayor, Okay. And most importantly, you got to be a part of the Small Business Development Center. Those tax dollars are allocated to actually help small businesses to grow, to thrive. In St. Pete and also in Clearwater, I know St. Pete has, you ready for this? They have a grant for for-profit businesses. I'm going to say that again. Now, the nonprofits, they were getting grants all the time. St. Pete has grants for profit to help them because we have this thing, this aftermath that's called COVID mm-hmm. that happened. Right. So a lot of businesses still are not quite right. Right. So they can get up to $10,000 grant to grow their brand and sort of put out their goods and services out to their communities. Well, that is so interesting. Yes. Um, <laughs> talking about the pandemic it is, in most cases, people understand it could take three to five years to come out of a situation like that. But overall, it seems like when you talk about the black community with the underlay of not having resources and have been um, resources starved for so many years, that three to five years might look like seven to ten years. And it doesn't seem like there is a wide enough trajectory to go in and do the groundwork to see the impact and to deal with equity in those areas. Because, you know, we got we got diversity, we got inclusion, but no one really understands or or refuses to understand what equity is. And we can speak from that perspective because we're taxpayers, too. And it seemed like our dollars do not come in to our community or come to, into our businesses enough to show that we have an, a, a strong foundation to come up from the pandemic. And so um, when people are making these decisions in your, in your um, industry of, of helping people network, 
what is being talked about about the hey the equity um, component? How do we get equity into the black community that has from uh, fifty to eighty years have been starved out? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. That's one of the reasons why J.P. Morgan Chase decided to come on and be a, a premier sponsor for the CEO experience. Right, is they notice that the access. Mm-hmm. And the lack of capital mm-hmm. for all of the small minority-owned businesses were struggling. Right. And they wanted to perhaps see how they could be a, a solution. Okay. So I, I hear J.P. Morgan. I'm a fan of J.P. Morgan. I think um, I watched them along the way, you know. Um, banking is tricky. Let's put it that way. Banking right. is very tricky. So someone of humble beginnings, uh, go into a J.P. Morgan. I'm here to qualify for a business loan, an entrepreneur. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur, and I want to have reading centers. And I know there's a client or audience, a huge need in, in this area. What do I need to convince you of loaning me $200,000. And that's me going to JP Morgan. And you tell me what they were is of course this assumption what they would actually tell me back if I say that to them. Well, the cool thing about it is getting to know the the human side versus mm-hmm. having a link to go to mm-hmm. is I think to me it's a solution. Mm-hmm. A lot of us can go to a link and we're starting to fill it out. We're feeling already apprehensive, right? Mm-hmm. Feeling like, well, I may be denied. So we start that process. Mm-hmm. We go to this link and we, we, we start filling it out. And then we get into this cycle of it saying it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. That human side is the key. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm so proud that J.P. Morgan Chase has invested to come to the CEO experience and say, hey, Instead of clicking on that link, now you actually have a contact person right. that can help you throughout that right. process right. so you don't get so discouraged. Right. Because okay. remember, a lot of this is really new to us because mm-hmm. we were on the premise we use our own money. Yes. We never knew anything about using other people's money. Right. And it benefiting or per- perhaps leveraging what we can do and what, what we could perhaps grow. Right. And that's that's so interesting because... We're truly the group that will use our own money. Right, but not realizing once you use all of your money, you're done, you're broke, right? By using other other people's money or other entities, it allows you to hit refresh. and, 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 And if something's not working, at least you still have your money as you ready for this. Every all your listeners. Yes. As collateral. Yes. <laughs> but you yes. still have it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. cool. That's cool to me. Yeah, that know? is. That yes. is. Um, I, I had a, a good friend that told me, I, I asked, I said, what do you do? He says, I invest other people money. Right. And he says, um, so my money can grow. Sure. And, sure. I, and I thought that was um, fascinating, but it's his oldest time. You know, it's not a new idea. It's just new getting to us, you know. And we tend to think we'll just do it ourselves because I think we say that because we are so used to hearing no. You know? Right. What, what if, you know, what if I told you that you could come to a platform 
that can show you how to win. And it can give you a representative that can make a difference that could change your entire trajectory. That platform is a CEO experience. And I know everything that I do, it's all about one's purpose. Two most important periods in one's life. All you listeners out there, listen to this. Two most important periods in one's life is when you're born and when you find your purpose. I know I've found mine. So come out, hang out with me. And again, if you're not totally satisfied, money, money back, guaranteed. Yeah, that, I mean, it's a very few things we get money back for, for going there and saying, hey, I didn't like it. Where's my money back? That's, um, that's amazing that you would make that claim. Um, I think um, that it is worth the journey. I, the time that I was there, I made two connections, and I'm still having conversations with that connection. So for me... Um, I can't put a price on that because otherwise I would not have met those people. I didn't even know those people existed. So I do thank CEO Experience for giving me the opportunity to engage with people who have like-minded, like-minded like mine and want to actually improve the community. And um, with all of the things that we discuss here about business, because that's the only way we're going to take back control of our communities, right, is be able to think like business owners, have something we own and be able to collaborate and, 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 and integrate and build something bigger for our future. So uh, that brings me to the point of asking how, how do we identify black businesses? Because I can't think of where they're located. I don't, know where to go spend money or to pick up the phone and call a black realtor. Um, where would I go and shop for clothing with a black business? Where are they? You know, where are they? Yeah. The cool thing about it is, man, Google's changed the whole game, right? You can just Google the, the top black owned businesses in any demographic, or perhaps you can get cleaned up represent your brand, you can come out to a CEO experience and get to, to actually see and feel over 225 business owners that's just like you that are out here making a difference. And what if I told you that every single day you would walk somewhere, walk into a building and someone say, how can I help? That's what it feels like at the CEO experience. Yes. You know, everyone's talking to one another. And I don't like when you have like these little circles and everyone that knows each other, that's the only one that speak to one another. Right. I want everyone that come out to the CEO experience to walk around and get to know someone that perhaps they don't know because that very person, truth of the matter is, this is true. The very people you think is going to support you won't support you. That's true. The very people that you know nothing about will be there and perhaps help you to reach higher heights than you ever knew. That's true. Before. I, I agree with that. And you have to just find those people. You have to be in the right place to find those people because they're not going to come where you are. You have to go where they are. And one of the things that is very important about um, business is the purpose behind 
any kind of business, I believe, should be for the community, um, the growth of the community, uh, the future um, wealth of the community, i.e. our children, the future to um, plant the seed, to create more entrepreneurs, to create more interest into business. I think um, for the black community, I think it's, it's a whole lot of opportunities out there that we haven't even tapped into it. And I think the growth and the education has to start young. So what is your, uh, what does your future uh, look like in terms of connecting with the younger generations to go forward in entrepreneurship and business? Good question. I actually spent some time with the middle school and the high schoolers, and I get an opportunity to talk with these young men. And I simply ask these young men, do they love themselves? Because... Truth of the matter is, when I was 11 years of age, my father divorced my mom. He started another family, and I remember, man, I remember it so vividly that he said to my mom, that's not my son. I look just like my father. And what happened is, for many, many years, I had a, a deficit di- disorder. It was like I didn't have a, an identity an, an identity crisis of looking at the very man that, that played a part in my pure existence that denied me. So I felt like I was a problem instead of a problem solver. It's not until I realized that it has nothing to do with my father's thinking of me. It was all about how I perceived my own role as a young man. I stuttered, had low self-esteem, and I couldn't give anyone eye contact. Now you got to shut me up that I have so much confidence. And I think what, it ha- what happens is at the end of the day, you have to love oneself in order to love others. Well, that's beautiful because the, um, you are definitely a motivator, you know. Um, and young black men, um, they're truly our future. They are. They truly, truly are. And if we can get them to hold their heads up and to say, I am, I love myself. That's right. You know, that's right. And that's that's key to seeing a brighter future, taking ownership of your own existence and doing for yourself. And so do you know of any um, structured programs that bring the young in and train them for the future entrepreneurship. I do. I do. The Future Leaders of, of America it has the affiliation of the CDC of East Tampa. They're doing a phenomenal job over there. Ernest Coney Jr., he, he's killing the game. I mean, they have a, a, a program about leadership. They partnered up with the Career Source. You got the Skill Center. You have a lot of programs, and those programs – they're essential that that really goes back to this. At the end of the day, one thing love would never not be is uncertain. So we make make sure that we want to send that clear message to every young man, every young woman, every adolescent that's out there, that you become what you think about. And if you need any assistance, any help, any hope, I want you to just look no further than the mirror and realize that you made it through. There is a reason why you're here. Find that reason 
and every single day live that thing out to destiny. Well, that's beautiful. Um, we definitely um, hear too many negative things about our community. You know, we hear, and we know it's not true, though, because um, we're examples of that, right? We know that um, whether we come from Africa, the Caribbean, or here in America, um, we actually know that we're not the problem. We're, in most cases, given the right opportunities, we're the solution. So, and we also know that we have, have, I mean, thousands of years of experience of being business owners, and yet we don't have enough businesses to take care of our needs, like our clothes, our shoes, property, home ownership. Give me a little bit more about what you project for the future in terms of home ownership. You it's know. interesting that you say that. When we're talking about home ownership, right now it's a struggle because the homes are up 30%. You know, things have changed. You know, just eight years ago, mm -hmm. one could, could purchase a home 200000 Now it's 300000 plus. And the square footage is only maybe 1120 So things have changed. So the only way that I can see how home ownership and all of that will change is look at your aunts, look at your grandmoms, look at anyone that's in the family that may perhaps have a, a piece of property. You all need to go together and make sure that you all enrich one another and take care of that property. Okay. And realize that 85% of wealth within the universe is through real estate. So that piece of property could be an opportunity for one to even build wealth throughout the, the family fabric. And how one does that is if you have an older grandmom, she's staying somewhere, she has a home, go over and have that conversation. Find out if the taxes or something been paid up and everything. Make sure that you take care of that investment because that investment could truly be the catalyst of you being able to grow that family wealth. I agree. Um, so this is how I also look at um, property. If you live in, a, in maybe an apartment or a townhouse that you're leasing, no one really knows you're there. You can easily move around. But one of the things that kind of build reverence is home ownership. That's right. And legacy. And so I would like to know about some of the programs out there that target just knowing to keep your blueprint that you were here on, on earth. And how do you get more invested in home ownership? And to your point, what you just said is that obviously God is not making any more land for us. And we have Correct. to, we all fighting to obtain the little bit that's here. And if the, if it's true, what they say, 60 to 70% of it is water and 30% of it is land, then um, what we have, we need to keep and, and invest it for generations. So the talk on generational wealth is not happening, even in the business sector, it's not happening enough. So what do you say about that? Yeah, I'd say that you go to your laptop or perhaps you use your phone for just about everything mm -hmm. and type in the D.A.R.E. program. The D.A.R.E. program is a program 
that gives the minorities an opportunity to become a homeowner. Mm -hmm. You can get up to perhaps $50,000. That'll take care of your down payment. It'll Mm -hmm. take care of all the closing costs. You also have not only just the D.A.R.E. program, you got the HEROES. There are just so many programs. Say that again, D.A.R.E.? Yeah, it's the D.A.R.E. program with the city of Tampa. Okay. Mm -hmm. The D.A.R.E. program is a program for down payment assistance. Mm -hmm. It's for those individuals that don't make enough money to afford homes. Mm -hmm. It's called affordable housing. Mm -hmm. So they have a program that could perhaps give you 50, Mm -hmm. 60, maybe even Mm $80,000 in assistance. Mm-hmm. to get you into that home that you probably perhaps couldn't afford. Mm-hmm. But through the assistance of the D.A.R.E. program, now you got $80,000. Let's say that the, the, the home is 300000 with $80,000. Now what are you talking? Mm-hmm. Two twenty. Mm-hmm. So that is amazing mm-hmm. because a lot of us don't have the down payment mm-hmm. that one needs or doesn't have the 5% for closing costs. So you have the D.A.R.E. program, the HEROES program, and there's so many others. Every CR, well, every county or area has what is called a CRA. Mm-hmm. Those CRA programs is designed for that community to be able to afford a home and to make that affordable. Okay, that's, that's very good to know. Um, so we're coming at our closing. Yes. And I would like for Mr. Drew Ware, uh, the owner and operator of the CEO Experience, um, take us out. Tell us what you want us to know. Yes, I'd like for you all, if you are a business owner or you're thinking about becoming a business owner, I want you to come out to the CEO experience. If you know anything about a platform that's called the LinkedIn, Facebook, we're on quite a few platforms. Or you can email me at aware, that's A-W-A-R-E, 9351 at gmail.com. I would love to send you an invitation and get you to come out to experience the CEO experience. That's on September 22nd. It's going to be at the USF campus on East Fala. It's going to be at the Technology Building from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Great. So um, I plan to be there, and I hope to see some of my listeners there, and I look forward to seeing Mr. Drew Ware there. So thank you, Tampa, for listening to Fire and Ice, and we look forward to seeing you next week or listening to me next week. Thank you. Goodbye.